Hi, this is Leanne Walters, and I'm your host for Design Ease, the podcast about designing a life that you want to live in. Hey there, welcome back to the show. This is Leanne Walters and we're here again. It's been another week. I can't believe it's actually been another week since I recorded my last episode. It's crazy how fast time goes. I was at the dentist last week and um, this week. See, time just goes so fast. I was at the dentist two days ago and uh, she said to me, July is almost over. And I was like, why are we rushing things? July is only two thirds over. It's not almost. And I think that's what we do a lot of times. We just forget to enjoy the moment. And I was actually wondering, I was like, what is the difference between like living in the future, which is what we're not supposed to do, right? We're supposed to live in the present moment. It's very important that we're here in our lives and we show up and we aren't just planning for August when there's still 10 days left of July, right? And I said to her, why do we do that? And then I was thinking, what is the difference? What is the difference between future planning, which is what I do in my meditation every morning, where I plan my future and living in the future? And I think the difference is, is when the moments happen, you're not supposed to be planning for the future. I think there's supposed to be moments in your life where you take a tally and you look at where you're at. And I guess that's what I do in the morning. And then the rest of the day, I think you're just supposed to live in it, which isn't easy, you know, to not get overwhelmed with all the stuff that's going around you that you want to have done and be really, you know, flexible in the moment. And and I was, I was just really thinking about that the other day because I spend a lot of time future planning, trying to not live in the future. And I thought it was kind of a weird juxtaposition. And, and my thought on it is, is the difference behind it is your energy. 
Because when you're planning for the future, the energy is very stable. The energy you're putting behind it is positive. It's coming from like a loving place where you're like hope, right? You're hopeful. You have a dream that you're trying to pursue. And the other energy when you are living in the future, not living in the moment, that energy is kind of frantic. You know, when I get overwhelmed with all the housework specifically that I haven't gotten done or the state of my projects that I've left behind. And that's when you start to think that you're never going to get them done. And that's when you're living in the future because you're not living in the moment. And that energy, you can actually feel it. I think it's kind of frantic. It's got a lot of like anxiety in it. And I think behind the anxiety is the fear that it's always going to be this way. The fear that you're going to continue to let yourself down. And so that's the difference between living in the future where we're supposed to not be because then you're missing out on the moment and planning for the future, which helps you get to where you want to be because if we're always living in the moment, I mean, at some point bills have to get paid is one of the things that I always think about. So I think the energy behind what you're doing always always classifies the outcome so like even if you're working out have you ever noticed like if you just go to the gym and you just go through the motions i mean it's not bad and you're still getting the cardio in but the difference between that and when you actually focus on your muscles and you know hold your core strong and the difference in the workout that you will feel if you actually focus on it and put your energy towards the workout as opposed to you know mindlessly riding an exercise bike while you watch tv which i'm all up for i'm i'm game for either it's just an idea of the energy that you put into something is the energy that you get out of something it's like that equal and opposite reaction and that's just how the universe works so that i was thinking what is the energy of your home telling you like you can either use it as a symptom or you can use it as a, it's basically a diagnosing tool, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So if you look at your home, figure out what you're trying to achieve. So for me, the energy that I like is, you know, like a relaxing, comfortable house. But mess doesn't make me feel relaxed and comfortable. It's funny because making the mess, not being stressed about cleaning up and putting stuff away and living a very rather relaxed life is the idea. But The way that the house looks when we live that way is not the feeling that we're going for here, right? Like that is not good energy because that energy is, it's all clustered. It's not a good feeling when you come home and your house is all awry and things are everywhere. And you know, side note, people with young children, give yourself a break. I used to go to my girlfriend's house. She had children and I would clean up while she wasn't looking. Well, she would know, but it was just... I couldn't believe how crazy her house was. And now her children are grown and her house looks perfect. And my house looks like the craziness that her house looked like when she had young children. And so I also say, give yourself a break because we all want to live a fairly relaxed life. I want to be there for my kids. You know, one of my mother-in-law's things that she said to me was she'd wish she'd spent more time playing with her children over cleaning her house. Now her house is perfectly clean, a lot cleaner than mine. But I do spend a lot of time enjoying my family as opposed to trying to keep my house perfectly clean but then the energy this is this is the double-edged sword in life because now my house is mess so anyways that's what i want to talk about today can we plan better energy by planning a better layout of our home i think we can you know i was having a conversation with a client who's in the process of actually designing the blueprint of his home before they take the house and we were talking about how we live and he said it's like you're living my life how do you know that that's what we do and i said i've been into i don't know 20,000 houses over the last 20 years and what i realized is the majority of us are living the same way and so if we design our lives 
to work around the way that we live our lives, then the energy is very comfortable and relaxed. But if we say, put the laundry room in the basement, when we spend all of our time upstairs, this is what we were talking about, then you're going to go up and down the stairs and six to eight times per, that's like four loads, right? So then I was like, I understand why she doesn't want the laundry room in the basement. And this is how she lives her life because I'm a mom and I know I cook supper and I do the laundry and I do it all kind of at the same time because that's the way it lives better. And it's a better energy when you can keep that going. So I think it's important that we plan for the energy in our home. Again, like that front entrance thing, I think it's a problem for a few people when the kids come in and they kick their shoes off and they leave them in the front of the doorway and then there's just really no place for anything to go. And if that is constantly happening, then that energy is hitting you when you come into the room. So I think it's better to plan for changes, change the energy, set up a different routine. You know, we moved into our house and I just landed here and I started to think a few years ago like am I using this place to my best ability or am I just using it in the way that we landed here and I noticed that when I started rearranging spaces and and changing their use that we use them differently so again it's it's organizing a home if you don't want your house to be organized around the television then don't make the television the central point of your house I think that's how you change the energy well I know that's how you change the energy of your home that, that you make then you make these changes around the space. And when you're buying furniture or you're buying anything to go into your home, keep that in mind, what energy that it's bringing in. You know, there's a lot of different energy around a stuffed, oversized couch than there is something that's small and edgy. I think it's important that we keep the idea of the energy of our home and make sure that that's what we're, we're putting into it, what we want it to reflect back to us. Because it's all just energy. We're all just here. Just an exchange of energy. You get what you give. And then I started thinking about the energy that's inside of you and how that's reflected into your home. You know, if your energy isn't in a good place, you know, if there's a lot of negative energy, that's going to be reflected into your house too. It's going to be reflected back into your life. So what are we going to do? It's all about our energy. So how do we get our energy up? It's all the same things we've been talking about, right? So before we go and we start judging ourselves... We're going to make sure that we got our six to seven hours of sleep. It feels really, really shitty. I don't like the word should. Are we shitting ourselves to death? <laughs> it sounds like a swear word. Shitting. Listen, we all should. We all should get six to seven hours of sleep. We all should work out. We all should eat healthy. We all should. But that's not why you should do it. Because if you're doing it because somebody else told you to do it, you're not going to keep doing it. But if you want your energy to change, if you want something to change in your situation... Whether it be your front entrance or whether it be your job or whether it be the actual house that you live in. If that's what you want, if you want some change, you got to change your energy. And the ways to change your energy are to change your situation. And what I mean by that is if you're feeling down, go for a walk. Work out, talk to a friend, listen to some music. You can stay in that place. You're 100% allowed to wallow in your grief but it's not going to change and we're not going to move out of that situation. That's the same thing with our house. You know, you can, you can leave it. I can leave my house as messy as I want to. We can live this relaxed life. Nobody's making me do anything except for myself. And that's, I think, where those like deep breaths come in. You got to stop shitting. <laughs> I should have cleaned the dishes. I should have, I should have done my bills. I should have paid my taxes. I should have, but, um, we're gonna, we're gonna do the things that feel good. And, um, it's a funny thing about recording. I hate it. I don't like recording this podcast. I really don't. Actually, it's like working out. I hate working out. I've hated working out my whole life. I love the feeling of it when I'm doing it. 
and afterwards and the way I feel about myself when I get to say I work out like when somebody says do you work out and you can say yes as opposed to no anything that you value if you do it you're going to feel better about yourself I don't actually like the act of working out I hate it I hate the idea of it and I also hate the idea of recording this podcast because they're hard they're not things that we do that come naturally to us I don't naturally want to lift 100 pound weights. It's just like normally I don't like to put myself under stress. I like things that feel good and I focus on that. But sometimes you have to do the thing that feels bad to get to the place that feels good. You know, I'm at the dentist. I hate getting my teeth cleaned, but I really like having a clean mouth and not having stinky breath. So I have to put in the the effort and anything that you're going to achieve, you're going to have to put the effort in and you know, whatever effort you put in is going to determine the outcome. So if we put in a lot of effort into finding things and solutions around our home for things like storage, then it will create more organization and it will take chaos out of our lives. And then the energy that we will feel will be better. So it was like, it's like input equals output. And we know that we actually know that. And I guess it's mindset. I think that's the word for it, mindset. I don't know. You just have to hear yourself and you have to start retraining your brain into remembering that, like, I actually feel better when I do these things. You know, it's always my biggest fault when I'm having a really hard day, when we have an early morning, when we have a stressful meeting. Those are the days that I don't work out. Those are the days that I say, oh, I don't have time for that today. And I put it in a box as if it's not as important as eating breakfast or drinking coffee. But those are the bad days. And the days that are going to be bad, those are the ones you want to prepare for. And if you're not preparing for them, don't be surprised when they don't turn out well. And it's the same thing with design. If you don't really think everything through, if you're not really prepared for all the things that you're going to come across, then don't be surprised when it doesn't turn out well. But if you forethink it through, like there's this picture, Cresswell Interiors is a lovely interior design company in Edmonton. And I just found a picture on their Instagram where they flush mounted It's this really modern bathroom, and if you look at it, it's very simple. But when you, they actually pointed out these details, and when you actually look at it, they flush mounted the mirror, they've recessed the backsplash into the drywall. And so when you come out of the shower, it's just flush. Everything is level, it's like easy access, and they did just such a perfect job and the only way the only way to do that is foresight is pre-planning is thinking about things before you put in the energy because it's hard it's hard to do things perfect like that and it's the planning for it it's having the interest in doing it I suppose not everybody can do it not everybody can look into those little details and have the desire to get it that perfect And we all don't have that same desire, but I think it's listening. It's checking in with yourself again and again and again and figuring out what it is that you desire. What are you passionate about? And then follow your passion. You know, like a lot of people will come in and they will ask, what's in style right now? I was talking to these clients yesterday and she's like, yeah, I hear gray's out. I still like gray. And I said, listen, if we're doing resale, then we put in what's trendy right now. But other than that, it doesn't matter what's trendy. If we're buying for your house, we're going to put in what you like because that's what matters. That's the energy that matters. If the, I don't know, in style is coming to your house to take pictures of your house, maybe it matters what everybody else is putting in their house. But for the majority of the time, it's what you want, not what you should do. And I think that's what makes it so hard. If you're putting in what everybody else says you should put in, then it it's not it's easy. It's just checking in. I don't know. I just I actually think it would be really nice if life could just feel like a cashmere jumpsuit. 
And I think we create this resistance in our head. I know I create it. I create it because I don't like things that are uncomfortable. And there's a whole reason for that is because when I was a kid, things were super uncomfortable. And I think all I dreamed of was stability. And stability is a good thing. Like it's good to have, you know, like stable footing and like a stable foundation that your house is built on. But fearing change causes like a stagnancy and a staleness and a feeling of stuck because you're afraid to change and so you're stuck where you are. And it's facing those things, facing the things you're not comfortable with that actually makes you feel stronger. And when it comes to design, having somebody to coach you along the way is absolutely necessary because we can get insecure and we can forget what we what we remembered yesterday, what we decided, what things we've chosen that make decisions. But it's the same thing. It's the same thing as in life, you know? Everything everything worth anything worth doing is worth doing well. I don't know. What I'm working on right now is trying to make my life feel more comfortable. I feel like it fits better. I'm like literally weeding out all the clothes that don't feel like me. I think a lot of time we wear hats that we put on because we thought we needed to wear them, but not because we liked them. We, we put on these lives that we fell into, and we just keep wearing that uniform because we're afraid of the change. But I want to embrace it. I want to embrace the hard things. It's, I don't like recording. It's hard. It's This is hard. This is the hardest thing for me to do. It's so much easier for me to pick up the phone and talk to you. It's so much easier for me to watch Netflix. <laughs> my choice, my, my place to go when I don't want to use my brain. But I know that input equals output. And if I don't keep putting stuff in, if I don't keep working on myself, then I'm stuck where I was. And I, I, I really have to say I was in a different place than I am now. And I'm on this journey and I know that there are peaks and valleys and I'm uh, trying to have some humility through it. And I'm really working on trying to keep fun. Fun. Fun's hard. It's funny because I feel like I'm a fun person. I enjoy laughter. I enjoy life. But man, am I a drill sergeant. When I'm trying to have fun, I seem to find ways to clean, organize, tidy up. I think that's sometimes why it's nice to let yourself off the hook. I think sometimes we need to do that for real, but instead we use alcohol and drugs to allow ourselves off the hook. It's that monkey mind. You know, I was reading this other, I was reading another book called No Bad Parts, and they were saying that Buddhists refer to, like when you meditate and your brain can't stay still, you know, that moving, they call it the monkey mind. And I think initial teachings that I kind of went through were talking about how the monkey mind is you're just supposed to like ignore it. But you're supposed to like imagine a feather and it floating off into the distance and then those thoughts will go away. Which is good. It actually helps you with your meditation. However, this book told me yesterday, the monkey is the messenger. So if we're not listening to our monkey mind, we're not going to hear the message. But sometimes the message doesn't come through like straight. It's like needs to be decoded because usually those messages are kind of like those fear-based messages, those ego-based messages. They're telling us kind of negative things because those thoughts carry the emotions of our past traumas, which is pretty deep for this little podcast. It would be lovely if I had an expert on that could explain it to us and we could all grow from that. I highly recommend Richard Schwartz's No Bad Parts. I've actually sat through a live 
Zoom call with him. And um, there's a few people who are actually being trained, like Gabrielle Bernstein is being trained in IFS right now. It's just a different, it's called internal family systems. It's like a different way of therapying people. Yeah, anyways, he was just saying that that monkey mind is actually trying to tell us something. And when we ignore it, we're missing out on the message. Like, what is the message showing up for? So it's being curious and asking why and asking why. Like, why is it showing up here? Why did those monkey thoughts come into my brain? You don't have to subscribe to the thoughts. It's not about believing the thoughts. It's about being like, whoa. Like every morning I was meditating and I thought about these clients. This was actually happening last year. I kept meditating and I kept having these clients show up in my meditations. Now that doesn't mean that I'm supposed to focus more on those clients, but I do think it might mean that there was a problem with that relationship. And then there was some sort of trigger that was happening there because they carry the emotions of your past traumas. And so you're actually just supposed to stop and be like, what is going on? And honestly, it's so weird because the second that you answer these questions, like I said before, the bubbles pop. It tends to go away. You meet these other parts inside of you and then you start to understand them and then the bad things go away. The bad feelings go away. Nothing really changes physically, but internally it changes how you feel. Anyways, that's where I'm at. I'm just really focusing on the energy. If we can really start to understand why we do things, I think that we can start to dissect how to make it different. I think we're all I think we're all carrying the secret of what we really want inside. I actually think we all really know that there's something more that we're looking for. I know I am. I'm going to keep digging and digging and digging until I uncover whatever this magical treasure is that I'm looking for. I think it's that cashmere jumpsuit of a life. I want to feel, I know I'm able, I'm able to go to that place. You know, when you close your eyes and you think of the most beautiful place, the peacefulest place you've ever been. For me, it's a hammock on a deck in Costa Rica with a beer in my hand nobody else for miles just me and the birds just the quiet i can go there i can go there in an instant I mean, it was just rare right now but i'm looking for a way to feel like that without having to go there like just right now and i know some rooms make me feel that way and i know some houses make me feel that way and some spaces and there's smells and sights i went to the dentist yesterday i I hate the dentist. I cannot. I'm so sorry. I have the loveliest dentist. The smell, like right when I walk into the dentist's office, I can, the smell hits me. And I mean, again, it carries the trauma of my childhood. I had so many feelings when I was little and it was so painful. And again, like not even just when I was little, when I was pregnant, I had the worst feeling. I could feel it the whole time he was drilling. And so that stays with me. It takes a really long time to forget how painful it is. You know, there's that memory of that trauma. There's a little secret about that too. Once you once you find out what it is, like for me, like let's just say the dentist, the trauma actually, I know where it is from. I know when it happened. It's not happening to me currently. It's not that it didn't happen to me yesterday. I had a lovely visit to the dentist. Nothing hurt. And I have to keep telling myself that. I have to remind myself that we're not there anymore. That that pain stopped because I'm still living there. I'm living in the fear. 
and it's reminding yourself it's this weird internal brain thing that's going on like it holds on to the past drama and it doesn't understand like that fight or flight it doesn't understand somebody's not coming to harm you and like they always just a new podcast yesterday that said anytime that you're actually punctured like from a surgery that's like a trauma and so they're cutting into your mouth they're drilling into your mouth that's a trauma it sounds so silly to call it trauma, but it really is. And though your body keeps a score, it holds on to all of these things until you go and you visit them. And if you can explain it to yourself, that unconscious self will actually understand it and it'll change that energy around those feelings. I'm working on it. I would love to not hate the dentist, but I do. <sighs> and I would love to not hate how certain rooms feel in my house. I would love to not hate the feelings when I look around at all the projects that I have going on. And again, it's just examining what those feelings are about. Because obviously there's some trauma there. There's some projects that never got finished. There's somewhere. I'm holding on to something. And that's what it's about. Being curious. Well, I'm so glad that you're here and you show up. The easy part is when this is all over. And I get to talk to you about it. And we get to have conversations. It's sometimes just hard making yourself uncomfortable. It's sometimes hard doing the thing that you've never done before. Or doing the thing you don't even have time for. Or making time for the thing that you don't have time for. But I promise, there's one thing I can guarantee you. With change comes change. If you change your energy, you can change your life. It's just true. Just like if you walk down the road and you go five degrees to the left, you're not going to end up in the same destination at the end of the day. So little changes make big differences. Celebrate it. Celebrate the things that you're doing now that you weren't doing before. Don't be the drill sergeant because the harder you are on yourself, the easier it's going to be for that other part of you to convince yourself to drop it and eat six bags of candy. And I think it's like not being so hard on yourself that actually allows you the gift to keep on going. I think it's kindness towards ourselves that inspires us to do more. And I think... I think we should start being nicer to ourselves and letting ourselves have more fun. Go create. Design something fun. Design a life you want to live in. Have a super awesome day. Have a super awesome summer. Still 10 more days in July. So my son, if summer was a pie, we only have one quarter of it finished and we still have three quarters left. And I'm here to tell you there's lots of time. Lots of time to enjoy this summer and to enjoy your life. And if you plan for it, you're going to have some fun. But if you don't, if you don't make a plan for it, most likely you're just going to have August come around and be like, wow, July went by fast. I love you all. I'll see you next week. And don't worry, even though it's hard, I'm going to show up. I'm going to keep doing it because it feels really good now. It's like working out. I always feel really good when I'm done. So thanks for coming. Talk to you again.